Mark Zuckerberg has decided to kill off the metaverse. There wasn't any big announcements and no funeral. There have been plenty of recent examples of brands that are still pushing ahead with making virtual worlds and interacting with users in them, even though enthusiasm for the metaverse by some measures has died down. Eric, could Apple's Vision Pro headset be the push needed to take the metaverse mainstream? Joining us now is... Meta's Megan Fitzgerald told me as much. And the metaverse is not going to be built by one company, that there are other companies, organizations, creators that maybe will use um, our avatars and allow people to move from one place to another while still feeling like themselves. Unlike in more mainstream virtual worlds like Roblox and Fortnite, which are fully controlled by big gaming companies, Platforms like Decentraland are built on cryptocurrency-style technology. In these crypto metaverses, everything is open and everything is for sale. Welcome to the Money Panda, hosted by Elvis Kolawale. The metaverse, the elusive virtual world that's captured so much attention thanks to you-know-who. <laughs> I think we need a few more soundbites for some more context, so... There's a land grab taking place online. People and companies are racing to plant their flags in the metaverse. Facebook renamed itself to Meta to show their commitment to everything the metaverse represents, which is a virtual interactive world that was supposed to be the future of shopping, socializing, working, and so much more. Why do you think the metaverse didn't take off? Why was that a colossal failure? Uh, Zuckerberg's version of the metaverse is that none of, no one has legs. Like, everyone looks like Nintendo Wii characters and stuff, and it's goofy. The metaverse might have a pretty terrible reputation already, but let's try to take a step back, look at it objectively like a piece of tech, shall we? Okay, 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 that's enough sound bites for one day. To understand the true state of the metaverse, I invited my friend Dennis Robert Fatazny, the man who is a serial builder of industrial metaverses. So let's get into it, shall we? Hello, everyone. Okay. You're watching The Money Panda, your podcast to cover everything in the world of Web 3.0 and the blockchain. And of course, you know, every week I love, 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 love bringing these great personalities. Today, I have this man, this absolutely wonderful man who absolutely loves the metaverse much more than I do, to be to be very frank. His name is Dennis Robert Fertazny. I, I love to call him fantasy in my head, but it's definitely Fantasny. I'm not <laughs> going to ruin his name. And Robert is a builder for metaverses, and he's here with me to talk about the metaverse and the future that it holds. So um, real quick, um, Rob, um, I'd like you to introduce yourself and talk about what you do in the metaverse. Um, yeah, so that people get to know you. Okay, yeah. Hey, my name is uh, Dennis Robert. Um, I'm from Germany, and uh, I live here in Hanover. I'm 38 years old. Uh, um, I work for BizTech right now, uh, so uh, as a freelancer, uh, that company builds metaverses. Uh, also, it's a metaverse platform platform so uh, very very uh, important to distinguish and uh, they're located in Austin I'm here in Germany I'm usually um, taking care of clients in the UK and uh, Europe so that is my position I come from the social media field um, and also electrical engineering that's why um, when we talk about metaverse the industrial metaverse is like something that I'm really passionate about because it's closer to uh, engineering than anything else and um yeah, I'm really excited to be here because like we met uh, in the 100 group 
for people that don't know that, you know, shout out to Zach Darius. Uh, he brings people together, and this is one of the proofs of that, you know, and uh, always love to connect with people inside that community because uh, I see a lot of rising stars like yourself. And uh, I really like the editing you do before uh, you start the podcast. So I'm really curious what you're going to do with this one. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you, you don't want to see you don't want to see that. I mean, in fact, some people are going to see this now. And the only the only hint I'm going to give you right now that somebody who is eventually going to watch this is going to see is the headlines that the metaverse is dead. You know, we, we have to check that. Uh, we, oh, we have to interrogate it's that. It's dead. It's dead again. It's, it's <laughs> happened again. Happened again. Oh. <laughs> it's dead for the obtuse time. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so yeah. As you can tell, I I have a great chemistry with Mr. Dennis here. Um, Dennis is a very intelligent person, and of course, he, you know, he, he's not just he's not just a person that builds. He's also like someone who is pretty serious about like um, forming relationships, like within this industry that he's in, and he's he's also very serious about like providing value wherever he can, and that's why he's here. And I love that. And um, real quick, um, I, I think you did give a bit of a summary into um, what you do. You said you do serve clients in the UK and in Europe and for BizTech. And, you know, how has BizTech's work um, been? And, you know, how has your luck more or less been in the current environment, especially as regards um, clients, metaverse clients in Europe and, you know, and in the UK, you know? Have there been any big wins, any big institutional players coming into the metaverse, you know, something like that? Oh, so so first of all, yeah, I cannot talk about it. all all the clients because like most are uh, mo mostly we're bound by NDA because we build, we you can okay. see us like Squarespace, Squarespace, you know, basically we're building um, uh, websites for clients, uh, and since um, you know these are these are not all uh, um, consumer metaverses. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of clients actually keep it, you know, uh, within the company. So yeah, we cannot yeah. talk about all of them. But um, mostly, mostly clients right now they come from the US, the UK, and Latin America. And we've seen a big uptick in uh, Q1 and Q2 uh, of 2023. And of course, you know, like everybody said, the metaverse was dead, and uh, we didn't notice. <laughs> it's like we saw the opposite. But hey, you know, like uh, what do we know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. It's, it's sometimes it's funny. Yeah, you see the the exact opposite in uh, in the newspapers and uh, uh, online uh, that you actually see for yourselves in real life. So clients actually inquire more information about this and build more than they've ever done before. Absolutely. Okay. So um, last week, I did a bit of a poll on LinkedIn, and um, I, I wanted people to um, have a take on the metaverse. And the vast majority of people said the metaverse is misunderstood. And I think I agree with that. I don't know if it's a, if it's a question of, you know, perhaps narratives, wrong narratives, or like the wrong people in the forefront of um in the forefront of people's minds. And perhaps I, I would say a lot of that probably stems from Facebook because for most people in the mainstream, they first heard about the metaverse because of meta turning into um yeah, they, they first heard about it, especially like people, you know, retail consumers, they first heard about it from 
Meta. So um, as we all know, definitely uh, Meta's cutting like thousands from its workforce and they are doing a lot of cuts, especially in their Metaverse division. I think it's Horizon Labs or what's its name? Um, Horizon, I've forgotten, Horizon World, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Horizon World. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Um. so now that it, it appears Facebook is making a bit of a withdrawal from the space, Um. do you think it's dangerous? And do you think that's the reason for these narratives that are affecting, that I feel are really harmful to the industry, narratives like Metaverse is dead, like, how do you see their withdrawal affecting the industry? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's uh, that's the reason. Because a lot of people actually um, think the metaverse is meta. So the branding-wise, they did a really good job. You know, everybody thought it's them. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it's not, right? Like, um, there is no the metaverse. First of all, like, out there, you know, um, to define that space would be really helpful for people that are listening in. So. If you've ever been in a 3D environment in, in any video game simulation, that could be defined as a metaverse. And th then you can be a stickler. You can say, hey, um, you need blockchain technology uh, within the metaverse. Uh, so you, you can bring your own digital assets and log in and uh, whatever, you know, you can do with blockchain technology. And I would say there are so many definitions out there. Um, neither one is true. So um, to give you an example where we start and where we could go. So right now you could have like a really low uh, visual environment, you know, um, maybe Minecraft, you know, maybe that kind of environment and people have avatars in there and they just meet and that could be a metaverse. And then on the other uh, side, you know, you could have an environment that is not even built for people and avatars to roam in and companies just put their um, really um, highly rendered um, CAD models in there and then have AI run over it and, and then iterate it and then, you know, be be better. And then maybe also use blockchain technology to say they've been doing it before everyone else okay. so they can improve the timestamps. So that is a really, really wide spectrum of metaverses, right? <laughs> and then one is like really good looking and, uh, you know, uh, they use Unreal Engine 5 or like... Uh, uh, technologies like that to make it really sharp and, uh, you know, detailed. And the other one is just basically um, a bunch of blocks, you know, running around like a Minecraft. So who are we to say what the metaverse is? Because the user is going to decide. We are so early in the process that uh, we don't know yet. But we see we see a tendency uh, to go towards better resolutions because people yeah. um, people play games already and uh, yeah. they, they, they're already used to a certain kind of quality, a visual quality and visual fidelity, to say the least. So, yeah, that's that's about it. You know, metaverse, uh, the, 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 the term of metaverse, you know, everything being connected, like you go from one internet page and you click a link and you go to the next, you know, that is not happening in the metaverse. That's why it's not there. Not, nothing is interconnected and interoperable like we want to say yet. You cannot go from one to the other just yet. But, uh, you know, let's let's see what happens in the next five or seven years. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, speaking of interoperability, I actually interviewed someone not that long ago, and um, they, they spoke about, you know, making some of the assets um, interoperable for metaverses. I mean, it, apparently that's what they do, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually yet to test some of these things myself I, I probably will but then it's just you know I, i've heard other companies saying they do exactly that and it's not like it, it made headlines um 
And again, like now that you say this, that, you know, there there's no real clear borders as to what a metaverse is or what the metaverse is. It, it feels like maybe a space that might need a bit of leadership. I don't know. Or, or maybe it needs um it it needs to take control of the the narratives out there because like you said it, anything it it doesn't really take that much for something to be regarded as a metaverse and i think as i said before in the post like the lines are kind of blurry between hey um this is a 3d game this is a virtual 3d game environment you know and this is a metaverse like where 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 do the lines get blurry and you you could say there there were projects like you said that existed before that could be regarded as games it could be regarded as you know mmorpg games or just just games with virtual spaces and that's really what they were but then they transitioned maybe in branding or in in language or something they transition into being called metaverses and it's 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 a little confusing so so it's it's hard to like know where one thing stops and where the other begins and try to like form um informed opinion so i i i i feel maybe um maybe indeed this is one of the things that um that that these uh these organizations like metaverse council you heard of you heard of something like that yeah could maybe have a look at oh i think metaverse fashion you mean metaverse fashion council for example uh, yeah, yeah or it could be that uh or something like that that probably speaks for a lot of the metaverses or the or the projects that identify as metaverses you know so uh yeah it, it could be good to try to shape the narrative and have something more coherent that people can hold on to so that you know we don't have like uh, false false narratives everywhere so um aside from that i wanted to ask um is there any use case right now that you see um the metaverse shoehorned into something that you feel you know a metaverse might not necessarily belong for example truly can you just say an MMORPG game that is very advanced can simply become a metaverse. Um, you know, you know, you oh. know, types. You oh. know. Technically, technically, it is right. Like it, it is already. So people, people use it. People meet up. Yeah, people meet up in there. I think Roblox is a good example for kids. You know, um, that is not the visual fidelity you think of when you when you think of metaverse. So, like, always keep in mind. You know people have different visual fidelities in mind. Some people, when you say, hey, this is the latest technology in gaming and uh, the game you just talked about, basically, you know, the kind of game that is usually in Unreal Engine 5, uh, you know, video <laughs> games, MMO, you know, like that that kind of stuff. So um, that, that's what people think of. Some people, when you say, hey, this is the latest video game quality, they think of Candy Crush. <laughs> so you never know what people think because the term metaverse is not coined yet. Um, theoretically you know if if uh if a company comes along you know and builds like a huge one and then everybody uses it you know like they 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 could have like 50 percent share of the whole users the whole because it's so small so yeah. so right now you know like uh, that much but um yeah uh to answer your question 
um, you uh, that would be that would be a good example actually of of a metaverse you know that people already use. But uh, then again, they don't uh, they didn't talk to each other and they didn't make up um, they didn't make up any um, any rules. They didn't make up any standards. Um, the standards come from uh, basically uh, what the visual environment can give them. So um, people build on Unity or they build on Unreal Engine 5, which is the visual component of that game, and then they just make it happen. And uh, then there's also, uh, you know, you have to take into consideration what kind of hardware do you need to actually run that kind of a game or environment? And then uh, there could be different things, you know, like hardware is uh, hardware is like a restrictive thing right now. It's, it's one of the bottlenecks. So if you don't have glasses uh, that... Yeah. They're able to show your environment because they're not good enough. Then it's a bottleneck. If those glasses uh, cost three thousand dollars, like they will <laughs> supposedly do for Apple, hey, who's going to spend three thousand dollars? Like, so your consumer base is like really small. Yeah. Uh, are you just going to use your screen and uh, an internet connection that's maybe good enough to just stream stuff? You know, like uh, in the cloud. So that's what we do uh, because we think everybody should be able to. Um, participate in the metaverse most people don't even have a headset and uh, in three years or two years it's probably going to be obsolete like uh, the early stages of cell phones or mobile phones you know (laughs) basically basically everything uh, and also all the metaverses visually everything that is built right now is basically a nokia 30 uh, 3810 in two or three years because it's so bad Unless you build uh, on the on the really good visuals, and then you have a little you know longer time frame that you can use that metaverse for, so it's uh, it's a constantly evolving system. Um, you cannot really say, hey, this is good or bad. You can say something is really bad or uh, maybe like a goodish, right? Like there is no really really good one yet. Um, like including ours. Like I, I would love to say, hey, this is the best one, but hey, no, uh, we know where it's going, and then. Sometimes we have to live in the um, confinements of budgets, so uh, it's also it's also a topic, you know. Like uh, companies, they don't want to spend, uh, you know, uh, huge budgets on this. They they want to experiment first, get some data in, and then uh, iterate the next one, and then be better at it. So, um, so and what what uh, where companies use it? There was also one of your questions is also different. Like um, I always say, ice. So there are different metaverses for different uses right now. And um, we are basically shoehorned in the consumer metaverse. So ICE means industrial, consumer, and enterprise. And industrial metaverse is pretty clear. Um, um, They've been using it for years. Enterprise is basically where you use it to communicate within uh, uh, a given enterprise or, you know, uh, structure within the company. And the consumer metaverse is basically what we see outside. So... Every time you hear uh, Diego Borgo or somebody else talking about metaverses, it's usually the consumer metaverse. Yeah. That's the one uh, they can talk about it. If you build a lot of consumer metaverses, like, uh, you know, it's very likely that the NDA uh, will not be that tight. So you can talk about it because the company actually wants yeah. you to talk about their metaverse. Makes sense, right? So yeah. if you build an industrial one or uh, an enterprise one, they want to keep it tight. They want to keep it for themselves. So you cannot really talk about it. 
So uh, we can talk in general terms, but not like not the companies. So yeah. everything you know is focused in, on this um, consumer metaverse right now. Like, hey, we, what can we do? You know, can I bring my avatars with me? Can I bring my fashion with me? Yeah, we talked about fashion and and in the metaverse before. You know, like on another call. And yeah. I think uh, I think that's. Um, that's actually something you know um that people think of the metaverse you know being used for and uh let me tell you this like most of our clients they don't even have any blockchain uh uh you know um solutions in there they, they don't ask for it it's not important bringing your own avatar into another metaverse right now is not important it will be in a few years but right now nobody really cares so that's the truth you know and and that's what what we've shown what we're shown, what we're shown outside is like, oh, you can bring your own NFT. And if you really think about it, <laughs> uh, who uses NFTs? It's a very, very small minority of people. And then who amongst those owning NFTs actually got an NFT that uh, has an avatar inside or a special uh, clothing, uh, whatever, you know, that you can wear in the metaverse? That's also a very, very small subset of those people already owning NFTs. So it's maybe ten thousand people out there, you know, that have uh, that have digital assets they could use, versus like maybe uh, millions of people that actually use the metaverse. So why would you build uh, that kind of technology on top of your system if nobody's going to use it? It's it's like people yeah. screaming for Discord to become more Web three friendly, but in general, it's just like uh, less than one percent of the user base, so they won't do anything. Yeah, so it's the same thing. It's just economics. But it's nice to talk about because you can show it off, right? Like you can show it easily, you know, and people understand, oh, there's a store, you know, H&M did a store or whatever, you know, whatever company or Skoda did a Skodaverse and you can go in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's that's nice to talk about, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's in our, uh, it is in our hype cycle, basically, within the community. But if you look outside of the uh, Web3 bubble, nobody hmm. really cares. Hmm. You know, you 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 put some perspective there that I like. You know, because because now it 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 kind of makes sense to me. I think I said something in a video at some point where where I was like, okay, we we have to like reimagine you know some of these technologies. For example, the metaverse. There really can be um, a version of the metaverse where NFTs don't exactly play a leading role. There can be a version of the metaverse where they are not exactly crucial to the um, functioning of the entire thing. Because like you said, like, why exactly will it be needed? Because there actually were virtual worlds and it's not like NFTs were needed at the time to make even even as even it's not like they were needed to make entire economies inside of the virtual worlds work those virtual world these worlds actually had in game economies and they didn't exactly need cryptocurrencies they didn't exactly need nfts so why the need yeah, to hold these things together like you know it, it makes you question it i mean i think we both know some of the reasons why but then it's just like why 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 is it that okay one person does this and then it becomes a trend for like what 10 20 30 other companies you know, and and it's like okay, we're all heard thinking this thing, but then like you said, yes, Koda does thing. You know, a high fashion brand does its thing, and then they add this feature. Yeah. 
then perhaps when they actually do some testing, they gather some data, it's like what <laughs> 30 people holding NFTs are using them in the space. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, um, I mean yeah, so so I think um, a lot of people actually um a lot of people actually, you know, listen to um listen to a few people only. So a few people yeah. just right now, you know, are are, are uh, building the space, you know, in uh, yeah, building the space. So uh, <laughs> they're building the space because they're the ones, you know, everybody goes to, and uh, they're not necessarily right, you know. Uh, but it's in you always have to see this way. The consumer metaverse, you know, that's only a small part of uh, what the whole metaverse uh, is. So basically, it will only consists like of 20 maybe 10 percent of what we see mm -hmm. right now the internet and all its solutions you know all the web pages and social media that's only on top of everything else you know what, yeah what we use the internet for so so in this industrial uh, you know applications will always be bigger uh, but we, what we see is always the same you know uh, something on top of it and nfts yeah. you know um if you want to if you want to have an analogy um when when the web started you know there were no mobile apps like basically everything yeah. worked without mobile apps. Nobody needed a mobile app. And then the technology got better. People started using their smartphones and then smartphones yeah. got better. And suddenly everybody used mobile apps for everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I think NFTs will be mobile apps, basically. You know, you, you, you can see it coming. Okay, once people actually use it and once people actually get used to using it, they, they will say, oh, it makes sense. And companies will also want to have... Um, their customer base use NFTs just so they can see the lock-in and they can see which wallet do you lock in with. Then AI will like basically scan the blockchain and give you an avatar as a consumer and say, okay, I can see which other projects you own, which other projects you've been part of, what other companies you basically like because you own their NFTs. And then I can give you an exact avatar of that person. And I know how to advertise toward that person. So that will be something um, that is really interesting. And we haven't solved the ethics side of that yet, because basically you are very, very see-through as a customer once you log in with any blockchain technology. Because mm -hmm. it's all on the blockchain. It's all readable and accessible for everyone. Mm -hmm. So um, there are no rules for that yet. Um, for the gaming environment within itself, there are already rules because games already exist. So we, yeah. we are pretty sure the same rules will apply for you know how to treat data within those games. But uh, data that you log in with and you voluntarily basically give or involuntarily because you have to log in with your token, which is an NFT, which is on the blockchain and uh, which is readable by everyone. So... How do you solve that? You know, privacy issues. Do you lock in with your real names? Do you lock in with your avatars? That's something that we're going to have to uh, deal with uh, in the coming years. But right now, nobody talks about it because it's not important because it's so early in the process. But we can see uh, where technology is going and we can make educated guesses because we saw the evolution of the internet before and what it enabled. Um, and nobody saw social media coming and social media is yeah. more important than anything else, you know, right now. And it wasn't there when the internet started. So, hey, I think, you know, NFTs and how we interact with each, uh, with each other and all the, the, the avatars we use, that will be the new social media that will be a, a part of how we interact with each other online. Wow. That's a bold prediction by you. But I've heard it here first. So... <clears throat> You say this, and of course, lots of other people have said this. Uh, so I am going to hold you to that. And 
we'll see in five years. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so lastly, right before we go, um, do you have any one metaverse project you are kind of excited about? You know, something that that you know makes you excited for the future of the space. Just one project you could point out that perhaps people are aware of. Oh, I think um, I think most of the um, to be fair, you know, uh, I'm very biased. I work with Unreal Engine five environments, so they are like really high quality visually. Mm. And to be honest, everything I see out there is not uh, Unreal Engine Garbage. five based. A lot of companies have have been building on other platforms, or um, yeah, uh, let's say with uh, worse uh, visual fidelity. And as I said before, people have these tendencies to think, "Hey, I, I I've seen this game. I've seen the the quality of the visuals, and that's how I imagine the metaverse will be like." And then you see something that is not like that, and so people are really disappointed. There's a dissonance in there. Uh, I think. Um, I see no uh, other projects that uh, I'm really passionate about. It's like my my passion lies in industrial metaverses, and uh, I can give you an example. We're working with a company; they're building mining equipment, you know. And uh, to them, you know, shutting off mining equipment that is expensive, like uh, for training purposes only, you know, not for uh, maintenance, just for training purposes. Like if you just shut it down for one day, it's in the two-digit millions. Hmm. to just shut down the mining equipment so to have an environment that is like visually really good you know where you can see everything and where you can actually train your personnel hmm. so and the machine is still running that's actually you know a cost you can calculate so that is something you know i see and that is like really cool to me so uh, wow. if you ask me this question you know like uh, it's totally different from what you would have expected you know i i cannot yeah. say oh yeah coca-cola is coming or you know porsche or whatever you know yeah like uh that's not something that really interests me because that's something everybody else talks everybody about. And, uh, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, uh, expert or so-called experts on like, you know, consumer metaverses out there. And to be honest, that's the easy part because those are the easiest to build and you don't really need to be a genius. You just need to be, uh, you know, you have a good marketing department, you have some dollars to spend, you know, and then you just build it. It's not solving a problem yet. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, uh, I love to solve problems. And that's why I love industrial solutions a little more. Yeah, I like this, you know, like, I, I like this, because th that's a use case in which, you know, you can you can clearly see the millions of dollars, like actually being saved, you can, oh, yeah. see, you can see it like right there. Uh, and of course, I, I feel, you know, um, it, it, it it, it could also like be as practical as um, something I saw the other day. I think Interpol trying to, you know, better understand how to like solve crimes and having a metaverse where they simulate things and, you know, train people and stuff. And, and that's, that's really cool. So, so I, I really, really love this, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dennis. Um, I really love your, what I say almost, I won't say completely, but almost contrarian approach to this, you know, I like, I like this because like, uh, because when, when we only hear um, these mainstream opinions, you, your head gets in a bubble and then you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, you have a flawed understanding of the scale um, at which like this thing really is, like you said, um, the consumer metaverse is, is just like, 
it's just uh it's just like the top of the iceberg right and like if the if the iceberg is on the sea like you only see the top of the iceberg and you don't see that it, there's an entire thing like right on yeah. the sea like you know just, just like just like how um we're in social media and it's like the top we, we've forgotten that there's a dark web there's still an entire dark <laughs> yeah and that's still the internet too you know people forget that that's still a huge part of the internet you know and exactly exactly yeah yeah so um so yeah i'm I'm really grateful for this um I'm, I'm so glad i think i have like a bit of better perspective now um about you know where the metaverse actually is um um as opposed to what people where people think it actually is but where where it actually is and possibly where it could go in the future so thank you so much for this perspective and if you've been listening this is dennis a man who builds metaverses and especially who loves to onboard um companies in europe and the uk technically uk is in europe is in europe isn't it yeah it's not in the eu anymore like you know like uh, if you ask people from england you know it's always uh, it's always a dicey topic to them you know they 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 kind of oh, look away shame about it man <laughs> yeah yeah about it. so about yeah. that yeah of course yeah. like uk uk is europe you know they're like the inventors of europe so it's, it's yeah totally absolutely um so i'm so grateful for this and you've been listening um you too you can be grateful for dennis robert fatasny you can follow him on linkedin you can follow him on his other social media oh yeah and actually actually found him on instagram he doesn't know that yet i'm going to tell him after i finish this call <laughs> yeah and um i'll, I'll love you all to listen to this and i think i'm probably going to supply more materials on this topic going forward um Thank you for listening and see you on the very next episode. Bye-bye, everyone.